the more I've separated myself from those feelings and emotions, the harder it has gotten to be who I want to be. And the reason I say that is because if I try to silence them, all they're going to do is start yelling louder and louder. So the more you stop silencing the darkness, the negative emotions inside of you, and the more you start listening to them, leveraging them, developing a loving relationship with them, the closer you will be to fulfilling your purpose as a man, plain and simple. So here's a question. Why are so many men struggling to be a man these days? Now with 70% of divorces being initiated by women and 80% of suicides being men, clearly we men are missing something. And that something is actually very simple. We are not training to become better men. Now, just like in the gym, if you want to be stronger in the bedroom, in your own head, and in the purpose you are here to fulfill, you've got to train for it. And that's exactly what we do on Inspired by Impact as we work towards igniting the impact we wish to see in our world. Now, let's get to it. Hello there again, my brother. And welcome to episode number 44 of Inspired by Impact entitled How I Break Through My Own Self-Sabotaging Behavior. Now, this one is definitely for you. If you're nowhere near where you want to be or thought you would be at this point in your life, despite the fact that when you look back over the last year or even decade that you've been putting in the work, it clearly isn't working for you. Now, this episode of Inspired by Impact represents training session number three inside of week number five of the Brotherhood Bootcamp. Now, this four-part series is actually the foundational series where I take one quote from the four most critical books I recommend every man consume and bring to life. So before we dive into today's episode, every single episode, we tackle what's called the Mental Muscle Up, aka the MMU, which is designed to get you to do one thing take you from inspiration to implementation and ignite the impact you wish to see in your world. Now, side notes, speaking of which, I'm such an asshole. Um, one of my boys, one of my brothers, you know who I'm talking to as soon as I, as soon as I say this and you hear this, uh, we go back and forth with, with messages and we chat multiple times a day and, and do voice messages and videos and everything all the time. Anyways, this dude has a way with words. He has a way with words better than probably anybody I've ever met. And I like to think that I have a very good way with words. And this dude puts me to shame. Anyways, that being said, <laughs> I think it was in the previous episode where I talked about, oh man, or maybe it was purpose. It might have been the purpose one where I talked about when I was younger, people always say, <coughs> excuse me, oh Carl, you're such a good speaker. You're going to go so far. And it's like, you know what? Fuck off. Who gives a shit what I have to say? What am I doing? So this guy, he, he says the most eloquent and inspirational things. But I'm like, dude, you know what? Enough's enough. I don't give a fuck what you have to say. What are you doing with it? Um, so the reason I'm getting into that is because I talked about two seconds ago. I said, these are the most critical books I recommend every man consume and bring to life. And the reason why I say bring it to life is because, oh, man. Like, who who gives a shit how much knowledge you have or how many books you read? It doesn't matter if you're not doing anything about it. And I talked about this idea in uh, the Purpose episode of, you know what? Do what you say you're going to do before you tell people that you're going to do it. Actually, I like that one. I like that one a lot. I'm going to have to go back and note that one. 
say, or do what you say, do what you want to do before you tell people you're going to do it. Anyways, we should probably jump into today's episode because this one's going to be a gooder because trust me, there have been so many times in my life where I can relate to exactly what I said if this episode is for you. In other words, like you're nowhere near where you want to be or thought you would be at this point in your life, especially since you're putting in the fucking work. If you're not putting in the work, then it's no surprise. But if you've done a whole bunch of coaching, if you've joined men's groups, if you've read the books, listened to the podcast, taken the courses, and yet if you're being honest with yourself, you look back at where you were a year ago or even a decade ago, really not much has changed, then clearly something needs to fucking change. And that's exactly what we're going to dive into in today's episode. All right, my brother, here we go with the mental muscle up. And like I said, this is training session number three of week number five, which means inside of training session number three, we are tackling emotional health and fitness. Remember the prep work, PREP, purpose health and fitness, relationship health and fitness, emotional health and fitness, and physical health and fitness. So what was the situation I was looking at for me? Well, I'm tired of running around like a chicken with its head cut off in my own darkness. A darkness, by the way, which I have created for myself. How can I ever expect to lead others, my brothers, my partner, my kingdom, if I have yet to master the art of self-mastery? What the fuck does that even look like experientially? My apologies again for the cough. It's going to sound like I'm laughing. I'm not. Just anyways. So let me rephrase that question or emphasize that question at the end there. What the fuck does that even look like experientially? So I'm talking about self-mastery. Um, if you can't master yourself, if you can't master the self, then you have no chance of mastering anything else. Like think about that inside of the prep work. If you cannot master yourself, in other words, your own emotions, your behaviors, everything like that, how you respond to the world as opposed to react to the world, how the hell do you ever expect to live up to your potential, to fulfill your dreams, to do any of the things that you say you want to do for you and your you and your loved ones, right? You, your partner, your friends, your family, the community you were looking to serve. How the hell can you ever do any of that if you haven't first mastered the art of self-mastery? I would argue that you fucking can't. All right. So that being said, at least that's been my experience, okay? All right, so let's dive into the notable quotable. And inside of the series, I'm talking about the top four books that I recommend every man consume and create with. Consume and create with. I have one book for every single area of the prep work that is my go-to. When shit is hitting the fan or when shit's really good and I just want to reinforce and make sure that it continues to go really well. These are the four books I go to before any other. And inside of Emotional Health and Fitness, that book is The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Huge shout out, shout out to my man, Jason Bloom, for recommending this one to me. This is a, one of the things I love about this book and that you're going to love about this book too, is it's super short. Super short and to the point. It's just, <coughs> excuse me, it's just like David, uh, David Data's book, um, The Way That's Superior Man, but even shorter. Like some of the chapters are like half a page long. It's beautiful. It's crisp. It's precise. And there's no fucking fluff. Which, if you know me, other than inside this podcast, like this is this is my area for fluff. This is where I can kind of do all my long story longs and get a whole bunch of shit off my chest. But if you're talking to me in person, it's going to be very different. It's going to be very different when it comes to execution. 
Anyways, it's just like in the gym. I don't want to fuck around. I know exactly what I want to do. I'm not going to waste my time doing other shit other than what I need to do. So inside of the war of art, this was really hard to pick one quote. This was really hard to pick one quote because there are so many that I've outlined in that book. But the one I went with that I believe is like a lead domino inside that book is this. He said, the paradox seems to be, as Socrates demonstrated long ago, that the truly free individual is free only to the extent of his own self-mastery. The paradox seems to be, as Socrates demonstrated long ago, that the truly free individual is free only to the extent of his own self-mastery. And that goes perfectly with the situation I found myself in. Self-mastery. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, I would argue that what we're all kind of looking for is freedom. We're all looking for freedom. Freedom to be ourselves. Freedom of time. Freedom of expression. Freedom to do as actually... Now that I think about this, this reminds me of the freedom multiplier, which is something that I revisit every single week inside of my weekly weigh-ins. And my weigh-in isn't stepping on the scale. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. It's when I weigh in as to how I'm doing inside of each area of the prep work. And the freedom multiplier is from the four-hour work week. And he just bases it on five factors. Doing what you want, when you want, where you want, how you want, and especially with who you want. I say especially because I believe that's one of the things that has brought me the most joy. Not necessarily doing the things that I love, but it's the people I do those things with. All right. So now we got to move on to question number two inside of the mental muscle up, which is what is your transformation? We're going, for, we're going over four don'ts and we transform those into four do's. So the first don't, I don't want to be a slave to my emotions, which means I do want to be the student and master of my emotions. Side note here, I'm going to emphasize this so many times. I used to write down master of my emotions. I don't want to be the slave to my emotions. I want to be the master of them. But to me, for sure, if I if I were to if you were to ask me, Carl, what are the top five things you've done to transform your life? What are, what are the five things that have had the biggest impact on your body, your relationship, your mindset, your battle with depression and stress and anxiety and panic attacks and, and living your sense of purpose? 100%, I could not not have in that list of five becoming one with my emotions. And what I mean by that is developing an amazing relationship with all of my emotions, developing a relationship with depression, developing a relationship with stress, anxiety. Because the more you separate yourself from those things, the more, I'm going to speak on my behalf, the more I've separated myself from those feelings and emotions, the harder it has gotten to be who I want to be. And the reason I say that is because if I try to silence them, all they're going to do is start yelling louder and louder. So the more you stop silencing the darkness, the negative emotions inside of you, and the more you start listening to them, leveraging them, developing a loving relationship with them, the closer you will be to be, or the closer you will be to fulfilling your purpose as a man, plain and simple. All right, so here we go. Oh, by the way, I didn't finish off that thought. It was only a few weeks ago that I changed 
what you're going to find is my I am statement inside of emotional health and fitness. My I am statement used to be, I am master of my emotions. Now it is, I am both the student and the master of my emotions because emotions are here to, to tell us something, which means they're here to teach us something if we're open to being receptive to what they have to teach us. Plain and fucking simple. All right. So number two, I don't want to be controlled by fear, which means I do want to use fear as fuel. Man, going inside the gym, this one is super simple to make the correlation. When you're inside the gym, think of fear as pain, okay? So fear can, it, it, it rears its head in the gym all the time. When you're, going to, when you're going to lift a weight that you haven't lifted before, or you're going to try a level of exercise, a level of resistance, whatever you're doing, that is the next level up for you. Fear is going to rear its head. And it is there saying, I dare you. I dare you. And that's when you want to look fear square in the fucking eyes and say, no, I dare you, motherfucker. I dare you to try to stop me from leveling up to what is my new truth. I fucking dare you. So that being said, that's what we're going to do here as well. So number three, I don't want to lack presence. Okay, I don't want to lack presence, which means I want to be the witness and the observer. And Ashton talked about this in our episode number 38 of Inspired by Impact. Actually, no, he didn't even talk about this in the episode because this was, <coughs> excuse me, this was off the mic. Um, I should have done a hot mic on this as well, or maybe he did. No, 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 he definitely did. He definitely put it in the episode. Um, talking about becoming the observer, not the observed. Okay, actually being both where you become the witness of your experience. And as soon as you can do that, you can, start to, you can start to alter your experience. But you can't do that if you're lacking presence. And then finally, number four here inside of your transformation. What is your transformation? I don't want to play the victim. I want to write my story in real time. So I am, man, I caught myself there. Did you catch that? I started off with the words, I am. And I was going to complete that sentence with something that is not very empowering, which means I was going to bring something not very empowering into my experience. But we don't want to do that. I have had the tendency to play the victim in many aspects of my life, whether it's financially, whether it's the fact that, you know what, it's just too hard for me to gain weight. So I play the victim of being the small guy. You know what? I'm not well known enough. That's why my podcast isn't blowing up the way that I want. My business isn't blowing up the way that I want. Just fucking victim, victim, victim mindset bullshit, right? So I don't want to do that anymore, which means I want to write my story in real time, which is what I'm doing right now. Like the, the whole point of this podcast, me sharing this, this is my number one source of self-expression. Mm, I'm not going to say number one. It's up there for sure, though. This is one of my main sources of self-expression. That's what I'll say is this podcast, which means this is me not playing the victim, right? This is me sharing my shit, regardless of how many fucking people listen to it, regardless of how many people take action on it, because this feels really fucking good to me. Okay, there's another key to emotional health and fitness for sure. If you can find something that feels really, really good to you, that you enjoy doing, that you don't have to force yourself doing, but can still impact the lives of other people, Oh, that's some good shit right there. So this be me writing my story in real time, my friend. All right, so question number three, what is your inspiration? Here is what I wrote down. It's amazing how everything becomes so clear when I think of it in the perspective of training inside the gym. Now, 90% of the clients I've ha I've had and helped reach their goals go right back to square one when our training is done. Now, why is that? 
It's because they relied on me to hold them accountable and do the things that they wouldn't do on their own. Now, the 10% that succeed in maintaining their results are the ones who know that I'm only there to help with, not solve their problems. I need to become my own personal trainer as it relates to my emotional health and fitness, plain and simple. Now, as much, this is one of the things too that um, James and I talked about in our episode. Oh man, I just listened to it the other day. I can't remember what what number it is, Um, but I'll put it in the show notes anyways. Um, I asked James, if there's one thing that you would change about the self-help and personal development industry, what would it be? And his answer was, accountability in terms of personal accountability because here's one of the things I'm going to I'm going to go off a little bit here I'm I'm hesitant at times to open up the brotherhood brickhouse community and here's why so many of the communities that I've been a, I've been a part of them myself and I'm going to accept full responsibility of this. This is going to come full circle. You'll see what I'm talking about in a second. But a lot of the communities we join, we join because the emphasis is on accountability, right? Like if, if you go into these communities, all of a sudden you're going to have the accountability that you need to transform. Two things about that. Number one, that accountability is fucking horseshit. And if you've ever been a part of an online community, I want you to tell me how many times you've posted something you're going to do And then somebody inside of that community has followed up with you to ask you if you've gotten it done. Doesn't fucking happen because not many people have the balls to do it, right? They don't have the balls to do it. And that's why, that's why I like, I felt like an asshole this morning. I was talking to Jenny Lee during our huddle time about how I was with my boy, Dennis. And I just told Dennis, I'm like, you know what? Fuck off with the words already. What are you doing? Like your words are beautiful, but I don't give a shit about, it's actually pretty ironic. One of the quotes that he sent me today, I've got tattooed on my arm. So I sent him that photo, but I'm like, okay, that's nice words. Now what the fuck are you going to do about it? So, and that's what I want inside the community. But here's the other part of it that I'm accepting hundred percent responsibility for. It's self accountability. This is what James talked about in the episode. It's like, I can't, yes. Having that peer pressure, knowing that other people are there and that I've made promises to other people helps. But 9.99999 times out of 10, people are not going to reach out and ask you if you've actually fucking done it. It is up to you. It's up to you. It's up to me. I can say that I want people to hold me accountable, but at the end of the day, just like these personal training clients, the ones who continue to succeed are the ones who hold themselves accountable. They hold themselves to a certain standard. Sure, they will make commitments to other people, but most importantly, they make and keep the commitments to themselves. That is the difference between who succeeds and who doesn't, myself included. Anytime I failed, and I still fail all the time at a lot of things, is because I'm not fucking holding myself accountable to the commitments I make to myself. Plain and simple. If you, There's, there's one hint to success right there. Ask yourself the question, are you holding yourself accountable to the commitments you're making to yourself? If the answer is no, then my guess is you are nowhere near where you fucking want to be, plain and simple. So then how do you hold yourself accountable to those commitments? That's what we're going to get to inside of the implementation. All right. Speaking of which, question number four, what is your implementation? I am the student slash master of my emotions. So what is my small, specific, simple step that I'm going to schedule and share? This is what I wrote down. Today at 6 a.m., I am committed to 
looking at my critical compounding commitments and writing down three options, level one, two, three, just like I do in the gym so that I am well-equipped to keep getting shit done no matter what weather is inside of me. Now, a few side notes on this one. Critical compounding commitments, what are those? I have come up with a list of eight things. Eight things that I need to do. Some of them are every day. Um, Most of them are five times a week. Most of them are five times a week. Um, These are what I have determined after much experimentation, evaluation, review, and revision over the past several years. And they keep changing as I keep refining them, right? These are the eight things that I decided are going to take me where I want to go as efficiently as possible with the most amount of self-expression as possible with the least amount of resistance as possible. My critical compounding commitments. I have two inside of each area of the prep work. Little side note here and a little spoiler alert. Inside of the Brotherhood Boot Camps and inside of the Brotherhood Brick House, what I recommend every man do is exactly what we do to transform our bodies. There are mainly two areas we want to focus on. There's a lot more than that, but the two that I'm going to emphasize that are super simple are health and fitness. Health and fitness. Hence, purpose, health and fitness, relationship, health and fitness, emotional health and fitness, and purpose, uh, physical health and fitness. So what do, I, what do I mean by health and fitness? The way that I define these and break them down inside of this, the Brotherhood Boot Camps and Brick House, health is what you're consuming what you're consuming, not just in terms of calories, but in terms of content. So committing to consuming something that is quality, how many ever times a week you decide that is for you. For me, it's five in most cases, Um, even though it's super easy to do seven, which is why I do seven most times, (coughs) but I'll stop tooting my own horn. Um, And then fitness, that's where you put the shit to action, okay? That's where you take what you consume and you create with it, plain and simple. So what I've done is, and this has, this will for sure, be probably the lead domino in every single thing that I talk about. And it's level one, two, three. Like yesterday, uh, my boy Dennis, huge shout out to him again here. Um, He talked about no more zeros. No more zeros. Because he had done a mental muscle up. And then I followed up with him to find out if he had it done. And he didn't. And so I said, okay, well, I get it. That's no different than committing to going to the gym and then not going. But... I always make sure that when I don't feel like working out that I still get my fucking work done. And how do I do that? I do that by having a level one. Like what is my level one workout? I can't, right now I'm just not in the mental, emotional or physical space to do what I would normally do for my workouts. So what do I do to just make sure I get started? What do I do to make sure I can still tick this one off, tick the box off on this one? I have a level one. So why would I not have that? for every single area of the prep work. So that's what I did. And then my man, Bobby T, he asked me, Carl, because I went over this with him because he was my first guinea pig or is my first guinea pig. I asked, he asked me, Carl, do you literally have these things written down? Like, do you have your level one, twos and threes for each area written down? Like, yes, of course I do. If I'm going to the gym, I have my workout written down so that I, and then I write down the number of reps and the, the amount of weight I do for each so I can track it and make sure I'm improving. Why the fuck would it be any different outside? Because that's the whole point. Taking what works inside the gym and applying it outside the gym. If you don't write shit down, there's a really good chance you're not going to do it. Plain and simple. All right. So 
That being said, that was a decent amount for the being or for, wow, let me get back here, for emotional health and fitness. But I just, I'm, I'm going to read that quote again. Okay, I'm going to read the quote again because it was so powerful for me that I'm hoping it's going to be powerful for you as well. The paradox seems to be, as Socrates demonstrated long ago, that the truly free individual is free only to the extent of his own self-mastery. So let me end with this question, my brother. Not how do you MMU, that's going to be in the outro because that's what I want to know. But what are you doing to bring self-mastery into your life? What are you doing on a daily basis? What is the one small, specific, and simple step that you can replicate on a daily basis or regular basis that will lead you to the self-mastery that you need to be the man you want to be inside of your world? All right, my brother, there we go. That was session number three inside of week number five of the Brotherhood Bootcamp. And I've got one question for you, like I alluded to right before I got to the outro. How do you MMU? Okay, how do you MMU? That is not a fucking rhetorical question. That is a question that is challenging you to take action. And what is that action? It's always going to be small, specific, and simple. And here is step number one for you. Go into the show notes, download the MMU. Uh, blueprint so that you can start doing this shit right away. Take the notable quotable that I read, take something I said, run it through the mental muscle up so that you can ignite the impact you wish to see in your world. Not only that, but as soon as you sign up to do that, give me your email. You're going to see every single Sunday I send out the Brotherhood Boot Camps so that every single week you can start training in every single area of life. Start connecting with men who will be, help you become a better man so that you can, as we always like to say, ignite the impact you wish to see in your world so my brother let me know how you mmu and we will see you next time we got this